Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Hey, folks, welcome to Wednesday night. Trust you're all doing well tonight, and I'm trusting and praising God. Hallelujah, we have a God that's so real and can be so real, and He tells us to draw nigh to Him, and He'll draw nigh to us. And what a blessing it is to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Tonight, I want to talk to you. We've been talking about the prosperous soul for quite a while, and uh, the soul making up your mind, your will, your emotions. But tonight, I want to just talk a little bit further. Last week, we talked about the will, and previous to that, we talked about uh, renewing the mind. And and uh, but I want to building a strong soul living the blessed life. Amen. And there is something uh, that we have to do, and that's keeping your emotions in check. Sometimes our emotions get out of kilter and, and we, we do things um, according to what our emotions are doing right at that moment. But uh, one of the things that's so important, I'm going to use some, some of the same scriptures and things, and even some of the notes that I used in, when I talked about thankfulness, because that's what I'm going to be talking about tonight. How do, we, how do we keep our emotions in check? First of all, we have to have an attitude of gratitude and a, and a, and a thankful heart. It's so important. But, and we, in order to do that, we have to do certain things. Paul said in, uh, in Philippians 4, chapter, uh, verse 4, Chapter 4, verse 4, rejoice in the Lord always, delight, take pleasure in him. I, again, I say rejoice. In the, in the Passion uh, Translation, it says, be careful, uh, be cheerful with your joyous celebration in every season of life. Let joy overflow, for you are united with the anointed one. Now we find a story, one of my favorite stories in the Bible. There's a lot of them, but I, I like Acts 16. Uh, we find Paul and Silas have just delivered uh, the girl with divination where she was, uh, these men were controlling her and making money off of her. She was, she was more or less fortune telling and stuff. And they came and Paul finally got tired of it. You know, he didn't do it immediately. I have to think that it took a while and that the Holy Spirit prompted him after a time the, the cast the devil out of her, and she was set free. Of course, they were incarcerated um, and, and beaten. And it's amazing. They were beaten and put in stocks. But then in, in uh, verse, six, or verse 25 and 26, it says, But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. In the Message Bible, it says it this way, Along about midnight, Paul and Silas were in prayer and singing a robust hymn to God. The other prisoners couldn't believe their ears. <laughs> then without warning, a huge earthquake, uh, earthquake uh, came and the jailhouse uh, fell down. Every door flew open. All the prisoners were loosed. <laughs> Let go. Amen. In the midst of their trouble, what did they begin to do? They begin to sing hymns and praise God. Amen. Right in the midst of your trouble tonight, I don't know what you're going through. I have no clue. We all go through things. I mean, that's just the nature of living on this people planet. And we all go through things, but it's important what we do when we're going through them. Now, I'm going to read the note, what it says here about what uh, praise springs open prison doors. That's what it says here. 
Study this example of the power of praise, even in difficult circumstances. Beaten and in prison, Paul and Silas responded by singing a hymn of praise, a song sung directly from the heart of God. <laughs> directly from the heart of God. The relationship between their song of praise and their supernatural deliverance through the earthquake cannot be overlooked. Praise directed, directed towards God can uh, shake open prison doors. A man was converted, his household saved, and his satanic captivity overthrown in Philippi. Today, as well, praise will cause every chain of bondage to drop away. When you're serving God and things do not go the way you planned. How many of we had that opportunity that they didn't go the way we planned? Amen. That things sneak up on you and they're like that. But it says every didn't go the way you planned. Learn from this text. Praise triumphs gloriously. In other words, if we want to have our emotions in check, if we want to be able to rationally uh, deal with things that come, hardships and things that come, we have to have our emotions on in, 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 in even keel here. We can't be off, the, off uh, in the ditch somewhere and, and go crazy about, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? No, we, Paul and Silas were in a bad place, but yet they chose to sing praises to God. But we can't sing praises unless you have a thankful heart. It's important to have a thankful heart. What do you do at the midnight hour? How many of you know we all have midnight hours? Uh, isn't it amazing sometimes that the times we worry the most, the times we think of the most about things that are going on in our life that maybe aren't pleasant is right at, at, at midnight or at night. It seems like during the day when you're up and going, you can deal with things easier. But when you're resting, the devil loves to put those thoughts in your mind. So do you thank God or do you limit God by, by complaining? How many of you know it's... <laughs> We don't get anything good from God by complaining. Over in Psalm 78, uh, verses 40 to 41, it says, How often they rebelled against him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert. Yes, again and again, they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. The Passion uh, Translation says, Preventing him from blessing them. You want to walk in the blessings of God? You have to be in a place where you can bless God in the midst of your crisis. You, can't, you can cut his blessings off by having a heart of unthankfulness. And we're not to be whiners. We're not to be complainers. We're not to uh, uh, bow down to the enemy when, when crisis comes or when problems come. No, we're to rise up and begin to bless God in the times of trouble. Amen? Be grateful for what God has already done and be grateful and to know that he is always there. An ever-present help, the Bible says, in times of trouble. But you have to go to him. Amen? You have to go to him. You have to begin to... Paul and Silas knew something here. They knew by singing praises to God, they opened up a place. They were so thankful that they were even being persecuted for the gospel's sake and for Jesus' sake. So we, they were just grateful of what that great salvation that had come to them through the shed blood, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So we must be too. Now, another familiar passage of scripture that I'm going to look at is Psalm 107, this great psalm of deliverance. How I many of you know it's important to know scripture? One of the things we've talked about, how do you keep your emotions in check? 
Well, you renew your mind. You transform your mind and you renew your mind to the word of God. That'll help keep your emotions in check. Understand what God has already done for us through Jesus Christ. What the scripture says about things. God has not given us what? A spirit of fear. Where's fear come up? In your emotions. God hasn't given that spirit of fear, but what? Power, love, and a sound mind. But in Psalm 107, it says this. It's, it's thanksgiving to the Lord for his great works of deliverance. And it says, the first thing it says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. How many of you know God is good? <laughs> if you're facing uh, uh, terrible situations today, if, you, if th bad things are happening in your life, things that are hard, and, and know this, it isn't God bringing them. Don't get confused today. A lot of people out there saying, well, God's judging us. God's judging. Listen, <laughs> if God were judging us, we'd know it. This is the enemy. He attacks. He's still the, uh, the, the, the prince of the power of the air is still in, in doing things on this earth. We have to know. We have to know that God is good. I like what one guy said, used to say, uh, his theology was good God, bad devil. We have to know we have a good God. And it goes on to say, for his mercy <clears throat> endures wind forever. Aren't you glad for his mercy? Goodness gracious. I remember Mark Hankins says it's mercy for reverse, grace for going forward. Amen. We need his mercy at times. When we've either done things on our, uh, 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 on our own accord and went our own way, sometimes we have to ask for forgiveness for things. It's his mercy. It's so good to us. <clears throat> and then it says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy and gathered out of the lands from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south. How I many of you know he's wanting to gather people from all directions back into the place of, of his presence? Amen? That's what he's looking for. They wandered in the wilderness in a desolate way. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their souls fainted in them. There it is. Their souls fainted in them. Sometimes our soul can faint from all the trouble, all the problems, all the worry, all the anxiety. And it says that God, then it goes on. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. Good plan here. Good thought here. You're in trouble? Begin to cry out to the Lord. Lord, I need your help. I need your direction. I need your wisdom. I need your grace. I need your help. Right? So you begin to do that. They cried unto the Lord and in their trouble. And what? He just said, hey, you got yourself in trouble. Get yourself out of trouble. No, he didn't say that at all. It isn't like, if you have, have a good dad would say, I know you got in trouble. I'll help you out of it now, right? This is what he says. And he delivered them out of their distresses and he led them forth by the right way and that they might go to a city or a dwelling place. And then it says, Oh, that men would give thanks. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for the wonderful works to the children of men. That's the refrain we hear again. Oh, give thanks. Have an attitude of gratitude. That'll keep your emotions in check. You know, it's so easy to begin to complain when things don't go well. We're looking at a nation that's, listen, our moral compass is out of tilt here, and where things are, but we have to give thanks that we're still can able to serve God. We're still able to go to church. 
even though a lot of people aren't going to church nowadays for various reasons, we can still gather together. We can still worship God. We can still magnify him. They can't take that away from us. And even if they did take the ability to gather together, we still have him in our presence. Amen? So give thanks to the Lord. And for the, he satisfies the longing soul and, and fills the hungry soul with what? Goodness. There we're talking about the soul again. He fills our soul our mind, our will, our emotions with his presence, with his goodness. Oh man, I'm telling you, his, <laughs> his presence, and his presence is what? Fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. Boy, I tell you what, I, again, I don't know what you're going through tonight, but just begin to magnify the Lord, amen? <clears throat> Those who sit in darkness, and in the shadow of death. You know, when you sit in darkness, what, what would darkness mean to you? It means depression to me. It means when you're depressed, when you're uptight about things, when you're worried about things, when you are overcome. Listen, that's, we're living in a world like that. Do you know that um, uh, the depression medication uh, is the number one selling drug in our nation? Wow because there is so much depression going on in the world today. But he says, and those who sit in, in uh, darkness and in shadow of death, bound in affliction and irons because they rebelled against the words of God and, and despised the counsel of the Most High. Therefore he brought them down with labor. They fell down and there was no, none to help. Then they cried, <laughs> here's your way out, friends. I don't know what, again, what you're going through cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses or their anguish. Amen. And there again, when you begin to worship God, when you begin to magnify God, when you begin to thank God, you bring his presence in, and he can help you out of your trouble. And it goes on to say, he brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and broke their chains in pieces. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness. This is what we need today. Oh my goodness, we need his presence in our life all the time and for his wonderful works to the children of men. He has broken the gates of brass and cut the bars of iron in two. Fools, because of their transgression and because of their iniquities, were afflicted. Their soul harbored all, all manner of food and they drew near to the gates of death and then they cried to the Lord. Listen, if you know nothing else, <laughs> you're in trouble. I got to cry to the Lord, amen, in their trouble. And he saved them out of their distresses. And he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Amen, amen. Oh, that men would, it goes on to say, oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them sacrifice the sacrifice of thanksgiving. I read, uh, we have to choose. <laughs> we choose to worship God. We choose to thank God. It's an act of our will. There we go, back to that. It's an act of our will. And, and this sacrifice, I looked it up, and it means a, the verb meaning to kill or slaughter for a purpose. And it goes on to say, praise often requires that we kill our pride, fear, and our sloth, anything that uh, threatens to diminish our worship keep our focus on him. That's what we're to do. Amen. Right in the midst of this perverse world, we're, we're to do those things. 
Now, in Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 and 7, it says this, As you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, uh, reflecting his character in, in the things you do and say. That's what we're supposed to do, reflecting his character. Ro uh, rooted and built up in him and established in faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. In other words, let your life uh, and your living uh, flow over with the very presence of thanksgiving and presence of God. Amen. In Ephesians 5, verse 20, it says this, giving thanks always, always to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, we're to look for reasons to thank God on a regular basis. Look, look for reasons all the time. What do you have to thank God for? Well, first of all, you're on your way to heaven. Hallelujah. If you've accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, you're on your way to heaven. And Paul said it was far greater <laughs> than anything we'll know, we know right here. Now, we're not looking to check out real quick. We got things to do. God doesn't want us to leave. He, we're agents here on his earth and we're, we're called to, for the Great Commission and we got things to do. But that's a great thing to thank God for. When people pass away and you say, well, they, were, they had accepted Christ. Oh my goodness, can't you thank God for that? You know, we, we, we don't grieve like those that have no hope. We, we have a hope that's beyond a, uh, the, the hope of human reality and in Jesus Christ. So we have things to be thankful for. Thankful that, you know, for many things, what God has brought you through, what God has provided for us, hallelujah. So we need to learn to thank God. Now, over in Psalm 100, another one of my favorite passages of scripture, it says, you enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting. His truth endures to all generations. Amen. All generations. We sang that song Sunday, uh, the blessing. It's called the blessing. And, and uh, uh, the blessing to a thousand generations, to children's children. Amen. <laughs> to our, our, grand, our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, on down the line, he has blessed us. Amen. And then over in Psalm 95, one through three, it says, Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully, joyfully to him with psalms. Amen. This is all, what am we talking about? Building a, a uh, solid soul and an emotional uh, soul where we can live in, in, in the presence of God, knowing that he's there for us to help us at all times. Amen. In Psalm 50, verse 14 and 15, it says, offer to God thanksgiving and pay your vows to the most high. Call upon him in a day of trouble and I will deliver you and sh you shall glorify me. You want to glorify God? Be thankful. Oh my goodness. We talked last week a little bit about being kind, how it has to do with your will. You know, we are to be kind, not just to one another and as, uh, uh, as believers. That, that's a given. We ought to be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, absolutely. But we ought to be kind to unkind people, <laughs> the, un, the, the ones that give you hard times that are out there in the world. Amen? How many of you know kindness can draw people to you? Is it, have you ever encountered somebody at a, 
at a restaurant or, or you're paying for something and, and they're grumpy and they're, they're, you know, they don't even like being what, what they're doing. And you just be kind to them, be nice, draw them out a little bit. And next thing you know, they're, they're actually acting better. You know, so we can do that. We can be kind to one another. Let's be glad, not sad or uptight about everything. Now, in the next couple minutes, I got some practical steps. Think about things you are thankful for and grateful for every day. Thank God for it out loud. Lord, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you the day, <laughs> I remember it now, the, the very day that I bowed my knee and said, Jesus, come into my life. I can't remember the date, you know what I mean? It was in the springtime of, of, of 1976. That's been a long time now, but I still remember that. I remember the old hotel room where I bowed my knee and watching the last 10 minutes of Billy Graham, just as I am without one plea. He's calling me, the Lord was calling me and I bowed my knee after running from him for a long time. I remember that. Oh, thank God for that. Thank God my, uh, my mom and dad are gone, but they're in heaven. I thank God for that. I thank God that my wife and I have children that are born again and grandchildren that are, uh, you know. And I'm telling you, so many things to be thankful for. The times that he saved, I've been in a car wreck, so I was in a train wreck and, and when I was working for the railroad and how I was saved from that from loss of life or a limb, you know, whatever. So I thank God all the time for those things. Now, don't magnify your problems. Thank God that he has made a way out. Thank God that he has made a way out. Listen to this, listen to this psalm. I, I would put it in a different order. The psalmist said, I will bless the Lord at all times. This is Psalm 34. I will bless the Lord at all times or give thanks. That word, if you look it up, the, I will bless means thank the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be where? In my mouth. My soul shall make his, his boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Now he says this, O magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Listen, you make the, the, the Lord bigger and larger and, and, and more evident in your life than the problem. I don't care what it is. But Mike, you don't understand. I've heard that many times. You don't understand. No, anytime you say your problem is bigger than what God has done for you through Jesus Christ, it really is a sign of pride. Doesn't mean the problem goes away right away, but you, got the, you have to have the Lord on your side. Make the, Lord, I know this is big, it's, it, it's, it's got me down, it's carrying me, through. but your, your word and your presence and your deliverance is greater than anything I'm going through. That's the way of saying it. And then he says, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. How many of you know fears? <laughs> Fear is a great uh, uh, motivator to do nothing uh, or to, to have your emotions awry, but we don't have to do that. Thank God in advance for what you need. What do you need tonight? Do you need your help out of a situation that uh, doesn't look good? He will be your help. I said it before, an ever-present help. So call upon him. Have an attitude of gratitude. An attitude of gratitude. Oh my goodness, don't we need that today? Oh, bless his name. Be thankful today. An antidote for toxic emotions. Listen to this. You cannot be grateful and bitter. Doesn't work together. They don't go together. 
They, they don't mix. They're like oil and water, right? You cannot be grateful and unhappy. How many of you know when you have the, the joy of the Lord will lift you? Oh, magnify the Lord. It lifts you out of the doldrums, even when you're going through. How do people go through with, with peace and joy in the midst of their heart and, and, and people around them say, I don't even know how they're doing this. Well, that's the way we ought to be. Amen? You can't be grateful and without hope. You have hope when you're grateful to the Lord. Amen? And you can't be grateful and unloving. Doesn't work. When you're grateful to a loving God who saved us and delivered us and set us free and gave heaven as our home, we can be loving to the most unloving people. Love your enemies and pray for those that despitefully use you. Amen. That's what we're to do. And we can do that if we're thankful, if we have a heart that's overflowing with gratitude for the things that God has done. It will settle your emotions. It will help you in the midst of your crisis to come through that. When you're walking through the fire, you will not be burned. When the, when you, and the waters will not overcome you. When you're out in the deep, he'll bring you through. But you have to cooperate with him. Amen. So I just, I just want you to know that tonight you're building a stronger soul when you begin to praise the Lord, be thankful and multiply his name. In Jesus name we pray. So let's just pray. Father, I thank you that you've provided a way out of every situation. We know that if God be for us, who can be against us is a greater thing. Greater is he that's in us and he that's in the world and he that things that attacked us. So help us to recognize that. Help us to be thankful. Help us to be full of praise and thanksgiving in everything we do and say. And we give you the praise for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, have a great night. We'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.